This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. I'm Cynthia Graber. A number of drugs that are used recreationally are now being studied for their use in psychopharmacology. But while the ways in which these drugs are similar or different has been described anecdotally by recreational users, they haven't been studied in comparison to one another. Dr. Matthias Lichty is vice head of the Division of Clinical Pharmacology at the University Hospital Basel. He and a team of researchers recently published a study in the journal Neuropsychopharmacology in which 28 healthy subjects, men and women, take doses of LSD, MDMA, amphetamines, and a placebo over four different sessions. Dr. Lichty says this blinding is important. In other studies, participants have either taken a drug or a placebo and can tell when they're taking the drug. But in this case, they don't know which drug they're taking which allows the effects of the drugs to be compared against one another. And there were a few hypotheses based on past research. Namely, we expected that LSD would likely have stronger effects than MDMA, an overall stronger experience, that MDMA would have more emotional and pathogenic effects, meaning more increases in feeling really open or talkative, Um, compared to amphetamine. And for both LSD and MDMA, we hypothesized that they would have more um, emotional and also psychedelic-like effects compared to the amphetamine. So these are all subjective responses. Exactly. This is, um, the focus was on the subjective response. Obviously, we also... uh, assessed any adverse effects of the three and especially also uh, effects on uh, the sympathetic system, increases in blood pressure, heart rate, and body temperature. But there, this, these were actually rather safety measures. And also in psychiatry, this is a safety measure rather than something that we want to stimulate specifically. And so what happened during the four experimental sessions? How long did each session last? What were the participants asked to describe? Each session lasted an entire day, uh, so that was uh, roughly 12 hours of the drug administration. And subjects had to fill in very simple visual analog scales um, describing the acute effects. So this was done at intervals of about 30 minutes to an hour and included rating scales like just saying this is a good drug effect, on a scale from zero to 100, a bad drug effect, whatever that means, or just bad drug effect, or they could indicate on a line whether there was anxiety, how much on a scale from zero to 100. Um, Then other measurements that are more complex, like uh, describing really on multiple uh, item scales, including hundreds of items, uh, the state that the subjects have been in was done at the end of the session. So this is standard in psychedelic research that we don't want to interfere with the actual experience, but it's assessed after the experience, roughly uh, three to six hours after the peak experience. So this would be, for example, the five dimensions of altered states of consciousness scale, which is a retrospective measurement completed immediately after uh, the drug present stuff. Okay, so let's talk about the results. What did you see? So LSD clearly produced much bigger good and bad drug effects uh, than MDMA or amphetamine. There was a substantial increase in ego dissolution, also much larger compared to MDMA. So overall greater effects. 
not only positive effects were bigger with LSD, also uh, anxiety was higher. And also that what's rated typically or, or described as so-called mystical type effects as assessed with a mystical uh, effects questionnaire. So this was characteristic of LSD. On the other hand, um, we also saw other distinct effects between the substances. So for example, in the present study, MDMA had very few effects in terms of alterations of consciousness that are typically seen with psychedelics. Um, and this was because it was contrasted with LSD, which really has a lot of these effects. Whereas when, when we used MDMA in previous studies compared only with an amphetamine or with placebo, um, it had much bigger effects that could be seen as uh, alterations of consciousness, including even uh, a slight ego dissolution or blissful states. And it, it looked more psychedelic-like when it was compared to a placebo or an amphetamine stimulant, whereas when it now was compared to a true hallucinogen or a psychedelic, um, its effects were actually much uh, lower. Also, there were some effects of amphetamine that were typically described for MDMA, such as higher openness, for example. So this is something that we previously thought would be more specific for MDMA, whereas an amphetamine would, would less have these uh, MDMA-typical effects. But it turned out that there was some overlap as well between MDMA and the amphetamine. Fascinating. So it seems like comparing them to each other, blinding the subjects about what drug they're receiving, really does make a difference in terms of understanding the similarities and differences among the drugs. And now what's the potential clinical utility of the study? What could this mean for treatment? So importantly, the study describes the acute effects of substances that are increasingly being used in psychiatry. We need to inform the patients what they can expect uh, when they ingest such a product. Uh, so this study will help to inform the psychiatrist and also the patients of what the responses can be. And especially that LSD has much more pronounced effects than MDMA. So for example, it could support the approach of using MDMA in a first session to get familiar with such experiences and then only switch to LSD if this uh, went well. So this is uh, clearly um, one of the advantages of such a study that is mainly descriptive at the, at the moment. Um, on the other hand, what we also know from previous work is that the acute response to a psychedelic predicts its long-term effects. And we saw uh, this in the present study, especially with LSD, that we could reach high scores on, the, on these scales. And to some extent, this will help us then to explore also in future studies, what would be then the best doses, for example, of LSD to produce mostly positive effects. So looking at acute responses is highly important, it seems, because they are a predictor of the therapeutic outcome. Dr. Lichty says this study was done on healthy subjects, so follow-up studies need to be conducted on patient populations and also on dosage and environmental factors that could facilitate a positive response. But he also says that this model, blinding healthy subjects and having them subjectively analyze their experience on different drugs, could be used for other substances. One thing that is currently lacking is the comparison of LSD and psilocybin or of different uh, psychedelics. 
which could be done in a similar way to the present study. So essentially, psilocybin is currently being investigated uh, for major depression in phase three studies, also for anxiety. And there are quite a few studies already using psilocybin also for uh, alcohol use, uh, nicotine um, use, or tobacco use. So one of the questions of the current question would be, is there a difference between LSD and psilocybin in terms of, it, of their acute effects? And this is something that's open and need to be studied. Obviously, then, again, this can be done in patients, but it would be relatively easy to better describe the, uh, the, the two compounds and any differences between the two in healthy subjects. And the same can be done for any other psychedelics, of course, that are uh, being explored to be used in patients. This is the podcast for the journal Neuropsychopharmacology. To read the article discussed in the podcast, go to www.nature.com NPP. I'm Cynthia Graber.